So I saw the writing was on the wall in terms of being a relevant recording act then. And that's why I kind of went, what else is out there for me? You yeah. Know? So you had music for Cougars after that. Yeah. You know, I went to extra for a while. So <laughs> that was in between here. So yeah. he, he came after this. Yeah. In absurd of, of Leisure came out in 2003. And we went on tour with Mashbox 20, played arenas. And I still felt like I was... Oh, you went on hiatus for seven years or something like that. We, we never went on hiatus. That's kind of the misconception. We always kept playing. I but mean, not, I, making, not making albums. Yeah, we weren't making records, yeah. but we still played 50, 75 shows okay, a year. Gotcha. But yeah. I had a full-time job at Extra. You know, some of the guys in my band after In the Pursuit of Leisure had kids, and they're like, you know, we want to slow down. I think they kind of saw that the, excuse me, the writing was on the wall as well. Um, and they, they said to me, we just don't want to be in a touring, recording you know, the, 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 the hurricane Whole fucking that cycle, man. We want to see the kids. We want to just, you know, we've made a couple bucks and we just want to revisit this a little bit. I go, all right, let me see what's out there. And some people had called, you know, and I go, let's return some calls. And extra was one of those calls. It's crazy. I called them on a Friday, just going, yeah, I'll take a meeting. Uh, of course, my manager knew if it was going to be an audition, I would never go, but it was an audition. Wow. So I went down there and they're like, Hey Mark, I'm doing great. Do you want to see the stage? You know, they were in on it too. I go, I'll see your stage. I don't care. And so I went on the stage. They go, Harry, take the mic. See what it feels like. I go, I kind of got to go, but all right. And I go, hey, the stars were out in Hollywood last night. Let's see what's going on with Jerry Vanagoli. You know? and, and, and I'm like, all right, thanks, you guys. I'm just kind of just having fun and playing. Yeah. I go, all right, see you later. Two weeks later, I am hosting an entertainment news show called Holy Extra. Fuck, I mean, I didn't even know what was happening. And I had to learn. I talk about learning as we go. I mean, my whole life has been learning after I get the job, right? Yeah, dude. I had to learn to write songs after we got signed. I had to learn how to host after uh, I signed on to Extra because on stage, you guys know, we're making these big, gigantic gesticulations. You're trying to hit the last kid in the back venue and you're trying... TV, everything. TV is very subtle. Swearing on stages, everything. All that stuff. And yeah. on TV, you could talk a little bit slower and like articulate and... and I have a problem talking slow, as you know. I'm a too. total spaz, and I need to just stick it hard. Over. Yeah, right. I mean, Clint Eastwood made a career out of raising an eyebrow. You know. So, yeah. So like, I had to slow it way down. I think my wife's here. Just... No, fuck's <laughs> out here. <laughs> um, so that uh, was, was that so, fun. It, it, you know, entertainment news. You know, the 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 genre. You know, it, it's it's light. It's easy. I've never seen people work harder in my life. You show up there at six in the morning. There's no show. These people put a show together on the fly. News is breaking and they work so hard. So it was a great experience to see people work hard and let me slow down my life and become normal for a second. Yeah. I had a commute. I had a job. I had a responsibility. I remember my first question was, to, is it Monday through Friday? It's every day? Huh. <laughs> that was a big caveat for me. Because you hadn't worked since when before the band? Do you remember the last job before uh, my that? My last job was in 1991. Damn, You man. know, so, so I'm like, every day. Uh, you know, it's like it's like the jerk Steve Martin. He hates these cans. Like, <laughs> you gotta work every day. That was my big. My, that was my big. Like, hey, I might be a I might be a deal killer. Uh, yeah, right. But then it, it gave me it gave me some structure. I, I remember driving, and yeah, guess what? I drive by Atlantic Records every day. Holy shit, which man. was so crazy. So I had a commute, and it helped me settle down a little bit. Okay. And then my, you know, my my my, my now wife, who was my girl I met in '94, and you know, we'd been on and off. You know, she started coming around a little bit. I go, do you want to give us a real chance now? Things have kind of settled down a little bit. Still playing shows in the band because it's what I love to do. Yeah. Performing is what I love to do. But it wasn't the focus or my priority at that point. So yeah. that lasted about four years. And then uh, we put a greatest hits record or best of. I don't like to say greatest hits because a lot of those songs on there weren't hits. Uh, the best of Sugar Ray, which had Psychedelic B, the Howard Stern uh, song Sick. on it. Um, 
And he's like, he's the only band in the world that's ever paid me any money to, because you know he got some money off. So of awesome though, because he wrote that song by himself, and it's on our best of record. That's, wow, that's how man. not smart we are. <laughs> Let's give away some. But anyway, um, so uh, we ended up, you know, we never had to get the band back together because we, we never broke up in the first place. Yeah. But we, so that's uh, we were offered a record deal by my friend Josh Abraham, who runs Pulse Recording, who's just become this mega, mega, uh, uh, you know guru big boss dude uh on pulse it's a place called sound castle out in silver lake but now okay. it's called pulse recording it's a really great spot he goes i got a studio i got a label come on out so we made a record called music for cougars yeah now the unfortunately title that t- that title did not have any legs because like at this point <laughs> i was feeling myself entitling things you know 1459 was was perfect because yeah if you if you hated the record, we're already making fun of ourselves. You know, we know we got one second of fame yeah. left. I could see every uh, every uh, critic that was waiting for the record to come out. They had three pages already written before they heard it. Totally. Oh, enjoy your last. And then reading the title and going, I'll have to delete this. Yeah, man. So you don't clever. tell someone a joke when they know the punchline. So clever. You know, so it worked. You know, it's the best title in the world if it doesn't work, and it's the best title in the world if it does work. So exactly. that one got lucky. Uh, <laughs> Music for Cougars. Music for Cougars was a my band tried to dissuade me from doing it i go you don't know what you're talking about it's perfect it's going to get us some attention everybody's going to love it and it just was another really nothing no songs out there there's no songs that no one even cared it was called music cougars i couldn't even talk about it mm. uh, i think the point is no one cared the new sugar record record, record came out 2010 that's yeah 10 years ago yeah. wow. i mean blink had take off your pants and jacket which was so fucking clever man amazing I, and i never got that two years later <laughs> Take off your pants and jacket. It's incredible. Which is so great. It. It's so clean that it's the dirtiest thing ever. Yeah, exactly. You um, know what I'm saying? This one's interesting. Little Yachty. Little Yachty. And there's a rapper. I think it's amazing you call it that. Well, again, you know, we've kind of <laughs> gone into sort of a yacht rock, if you will, of the 90s. When you mm, think about bands like you. us, Beachy, got you know, you. And, and so... I would never call us Yacht Rock, but I said, you know, we're kind of, we try to make a couple of Yacht Rock songs on that. Okay. There's a song called California Gold and a song called um, Coconut Bay that we work with our bro, Sam Hollander. Okay. I don't know if you know Sam. Sam, he's a, he's a East Coast cat. You live in the city. He's work. he, he co-wrote um, that big song by Panic! at the Disco. Um, oh yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. Hi, hi, I'm so I'm living. And, yeah. and he co-wrote uh, the, uh, song, the Fist and the Tantrum's big song. I can make you, you know, clap, clap, whatever it was. I know you're talking so, about. Gigantic uh, pop songwriter. So he helped write those because he's a huge music fan and gets sort of like yeah. the novelty doll. So we had a couple Yacht Rock bangers on there, if you will. <laughs> so we called it a little Yachty, of course, because there's a rapper. As you know, you're a big fan. Yeah. And my dream was that little Yachty would see it and... My God, first week he comes out, he hits me up and he goes, I want to, we got a collab. This is so great. I'm honored. So oh, that record was made. It sold five copies, but Lil Yachty reached out to us. So you man. did a remix with him or something? Well, I would love to. And like, I didn't press him on it because wow. I'm like, you know, I think he was being kind. I actually said, I go, dude, I'm the guy that's going to actually follow up on this, you know, yeah, man, that'd be sick. But, but we'll see. But really nice guy and, and super lovable, you know, a great, very super yeah. talented. So he's the guy that would do it. You know, yeah. Or not. So. That was fun to come out, and we did a we did a song. Um, our manager's son is Harry Fraud. You ever heard of Harry Fraud? I think so. Yeah, La Musica, the Harry Fraud. He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did shot shot uh, callers with um, with uh, French Montana. Okay, and he's worked with every. He's just like the, he's the biggest underground producer that really no hasn't become a superstar yet. Got you. But that was our manager's son, so we did a track with him, and it ended up, be, ended up becoming one of our biggest streaming singles uh, off Little Yachty. Wow, yeah, it streamed about almost three million. For us, what's I mean, it called? It's called uh, "Good Good Lovin'." 
Okay. Yeah, and he and because his name was on it, I mean, check it yeah. out. So it's great. That's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna go back to extra for a second. Do you have a honey perspective of like shows like that and that kind of job, like being like a person like on screen all the time? Was that like was it such a different transition to being on stage singing? Yeah, definitely. It, it, you know, like I said, it's a lot more subtle. I had to learn on the job. You know, I mean, my first couple of shows, I was like a deer in the headlight, just scared. I was you see see nervous. Me shaking. Yeah. Oh, you could see. I didn't know what to do with my hands, so mm. I'd be like. Welcome to welcome to extra. I, I didn't. I go. Where do I put my hands? I mean, and I started like doing this. Like, hey guys, I saw a newscast newscaster do this. Like, hold. <laughs> I'm holding my pinky. Like, and I and I and I was forcing that. I didn't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. And it's so bizarre because it's the last thing you would think of, like on stage or anything. Yeah. You know. So it's so subtle. And I remember this so clearly. I was uh, about six months into it, and I was getting a little bit better. I never became a great host at that. It just. It, it takes a special skill. You, you got to love it. And, and my hat's off to people who do it. They're really good at it. Billy Bush's, Mario Lopez. Oh, yeah. they're, they're born to do it. They're, they're really good at it. Yeah. And there's also a hustle to it, which I'm very bad at. Like, hey, Tom Cruise, can I get on the plane with you? To mission, you're filming Mission Possible, right? Can I get on the plane and fly to China and interview? I mean, there's a total. Damn. And I just, I, I'm the worst. I mean, I'm the you worst. You had to hustle too. They hustled for you and set the things up. They knew I wasn't going to do that stuff. Okay. So I, I said, look, I will host. Yeah, I don't want to do, I don't want to be doing interviews because I suck at them. You know, because, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough asking Al Pacino what he thinks about Kevin and Brittany breaking up. Yeah, exactly. And the exact thing he said to me was, you're better than that. And then walked away. And I went, wow. A little bit of me died on that red carpet Holy that day in Pasadena. Shit. But he was totally kind. And I had to ask him a bunch of questions about his play he was doing. That okay. I knew it was never going to make extra. Because, you know, extra cares about, you know, pop stuff. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Paris, at least when I was there. Paris Hilton. Uh, uh, the Kardashians, you know. So I had to go, Al, you know, boy, you're doing so great. Othello, it's awesome. And and how do you decide who to care? And I know we're never. And he's doing these long answers. And I go, hey, Al, I got to ask this because, you know, we're, we're extra. What do you think about Britney and Kevin breaking up? He just went, the, 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 he just deflated and went, you're better than that, and just walked away. And I went, hey, no, no, no. But you know what extra does? They use it for the bumper. And we asked Al Pacino what he thinks about Kevin oh Britney breaking up. I go, so Al, and then they use it. And then when they show the segment, they go, Al was a little bit coy about what he thought, but they're looking forward to, you know what I mean? They just, Damn, they, man. so it's a, just a complete hustle. So it's, but I have, like, again, maximum respect for how hard everybody works. I mean, they yeah. had a, I, I learned about hard work there. I'll tell you that that is a real job, but I remember my, my wife would be watching those shows or my girlfriend at the time or what I mean, my wife now. Uh, and I'd be like, why do you watch these shows? You know, you know, it'd be like, I, I was that guy and, yeah. then, and then I'm hosting it, you know, That's fucking a couple crazy, months later man. and the, the, the bag was good, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure. Man. Not going to lie. I'm sure. That TV money's something else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then what about American Idol? You were like a uh, guest judge on there too. Yeah, I was a guest judge on that. Um, and that was fun. It was a fun thing to do. And Simon's super cool. Paul Abdul, Randy, they're all really great. And it was at the pinnacle of American Idol. I think that was the third or fourth season. So, I mean, it's almost unfathomable to think about now, but I think 37 million people watched it. Damn, so man. it was a great new look. You know, I was on TV at the time. On were Extra. you becoming, were, they, were people looking to you to do this kinds of jobs after extra? Like, Oh, we did this. So yes, okay. definitely. I mean, they weren't looking at me to, light. yeah, I'm not going to be hosting jeopardy, but yeah. killer, killer karaoke. I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the lyrics. You know, I'm your guy. So the good thing about extra is I've got this set of tools in my back pocket called hosting skills. Yeah. So when there's ever the best of the nineties on CNN, they'll ask me to, you know, be part of it. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really grateful for that, you know? Yeah, three-time rock and roll Jeopardy champion on VH1. Indeed. So that's just, you have so much music knowledge. I have a lot of knowledge, I, I do, and I have a lot of knowledge about a lot of things, and a lot of people will try and come up and challenge me, and, mm. and I go, if you don't 
the the template of being a true rock and roll Jeopardy champion. Think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You got to know a lot about everything. Yeah, you can't because so, you know because of my winning these Rock and Roll Jeopardy championships, people that love trivia want to challenge me every second. Yeah. So I would be, you know, in, on a bus going to a radio station in the morning to do promo for a record. And I may or may not have slept and uh, walking in there to the morning zoo at seven in the morning going, all right, rock and roll Jeffrey champion. Who was the roadie for spooky tooth in 68? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right, dude, you got me. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, so people just want to check you. Me check me. So, so don't just come at me with classic rock. You better know your hip hop. You better know your punk rock. You better know your metal. I always say you better know your R&B. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I think rock and roll hall of fame if you want to come at me. Don't just be start. Don't talk to me about, you know, Norwegian death metal, though I will burzum your ass if I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of hip hop knowledge, too, right? East Coast, West Coast. All I, that I, I do. I do. I've, I've lost a little bit of it, though my kids are starting to reignite it in me. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they listen to a lot of the stuff. And um, so I'm starting to become a big fan, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know you're huge into hip hop, but like, I am. you know, we got to do a track with the alcoholics on That's that. Sick. On that, uh, that. From the Warped Tour connection kind of thing? No, our DJ used to be uh, used to work with uh, okay. with the Licks back in the day. Okay, actually toured with them okay. as well. So there was a connection there, and then they did the Loud Rocks uh, track. I heard I've heard that talk about that before. Yeah, yeah, we were able to get, to get on there and do Make Room with the Licks, which I love. Make so, Room. So that was a Loud mix, right? Where they did rock cover and hip hop. Yeah, Loud Records. Goes. So we're in the same one with you. We we did Ice Cube. It's a good day. That's right. That. That's S right. That's right. Same album. That's right. I think they wow. they did the. I think it was the Judgment Night. You know, After that, yeah, they were gonna go. Let's judgment night. Cause that was big soundtrack. It was it was platinum soundtrack exactly. Yeah, you know, so uh, that was really fun to do. You know, really really fun. But you know, I, I go back to my old school breakdancing days with Grandmaster Flash, yeah. Series Five, yeah. Funky Four Plus One. Yeah, you know, all that good old stuff. Treacherous Three. I mean, I love Cool Moody's voice and L.A. Sunshine and all yeah. that. I mean, I love Stetsasonic. Stetsasonic. You kidding me? You're talking all that jazz. I, yeah. I I've, been, I've been trying to find it. I want to get a Stetsasonic. Yankee starter jacket. That's Ooh. that's mine. But you ever worn one of those starter jackets out in LA? You'll sweat through your I face know, in it, man. They, they don't breathe. It's such an East Coast thing. It's such a because the Stetsasonic thing. I imagine I'm the back and wearing mm -hmm. one of the Yankees fits right with that. But it, <laughs> it, I, I can't. I get too hot. That's great. Um, don't forget the lyrics was your show. Awesome. I love that because we sing about don't forget your roots. But then I saw you did this thing for don't forget your lyrics. And um, have you forgotten lyrics before? Uh, all the time. Me too. All the time. Me too. And, and I'm talking on massive hit songs. And I'll sing the set. <laughs> you know, I'll forget. I'll, I'll just go. I'll have a brain fart as I get older. I'll just yeah. forget. I'll sing the second verse first. You know, stuff. No like teleprompters that. ever. No. no <laughs> me either. No. I, to me, they're so un That's rock and cheating, roll. Man. I it's know, so man. un rock and roll. Now, God bless it. Ozzy need. gets a pass. Ozzy gets a pass. Oh, oh yo, for sure, Ozzy gets a pass. Yeah. And Sinatra got a pass. Okay. He was the first to kind of do that, I think. Okay. Was, um, and I go, Sinatra's using a teleprompter? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, and also, like, in-ears for me, dude, I I, I can Can't use do it. I use one, and then it always comes out halfway into the first song, mm -hmm. and it's flying around me the whole show. I just... I can't rock with inners and it's not like Sugar Ray goes out there and rocks. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I need to feel the bass. I need to feel the, and I also yeah. feel like a huge disconnect. Like I've got two fingers in my ear because basically you have two fingers in you. Yeah, it sucks. Now there is nobody in the world that needs in-ears more than me. Nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I've had an on off relationship with key my whole life. Got okay. You. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but 
but I can't can't do it. I can't do it. I I, I can do one of them. I need the monitors. I like the way it looks. You know. I know. So we're you know, forgetting I, lyrics, man. Spark. Yeah, yeah. Forgetting lyrics is it's something. I think it's happened to everybody. And the, of course, calling the wrong city. You know, Grand Falls is not Grand Forks, people. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they will not let you forget it, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's an example of don't forget your lyrics? Like, what is it? Like, explain it to me, to people listening. Oh, that show. What the show was? Yeah. Like, is they would play a song uh, like, um, say, I Ice Ice Baby. It. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Mm-hmm. Ice back. I'm all about this and something. Grab the hold. And you have to okay. close like a harpoon. And I'm ashamed I know that. But, um, but you, you but got knowledge. <laughs> you'd have to stop it on a song like that. You yeah. know, and so you have to finish it. And they would get harder and harder. Like, you know, they would have One Week by Benary Lakers. It's been one week since a look I do. A chick at a china chick. Okay. And you have to go, who well, knows? Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. It's hard, dude. There's a lot of lyrics to that. Wow. So when we wanted to mess with you when it was starting to get big, the big money, we put on, we'd, we, you know, we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. Okay. You know, Melon, 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 That or R.E.M.'s uh, uh, End of the World Where as We Know it. it. You know, so they, they knew what they were doing. Damn. But people, people got it. People got it. And it, it was fun to do. And, and the greatest thing ever, Toby, SNL did a spoof of me hosting. Oh, Don't forget shit. the lyrics. That's kind of sick. Because I would run around and dance and just be yeah. that cheesy host, the guy that I am. What am I talking about? The cheesy Mark McGrath. <laughs> Is it kind of cool to get spoofed on SNL? It's kind of I thought sick, it was. Dude. Jason Sudeikis did it too. Wow. So he goes, "Hey, I'm Mark McGrath. I'm doing this now." And that's how he. That's how he did. And he goes, oh, "I'm shit. doing this now." And kind of like threw up his hands, like, "I don't know why either." You know, I'm, oh, I'm Mark McGrath. I'm doing this now. Dude, and, he, get, and he would like, and he's such a funny dancer guy. So he'd be behind the thing is. dancing and all that. It was really funny. That's safe to get like a skit and dissed. You know what I mean, dude? I'm I'm so used to getting dissed. That's the only way I get any like viral anything. Di- your skits, I'll getting, take it. Getting dissed by Eminem would be sick too. Yeah, that would be great, right? To get, like. Fuck man, oh, MGK didn't think that way. He he did pretty good though. I'm gonna who go do you right. think? Who do you think won that? Uh, one? I love Eminem. My son's gonna say MGK won because he loves him. Right. I, I love Eminem. I see him go at every single person. Uh, I feel like MGK had the best response that anybody's ever had against a diss track from Eminem. Without a doubt, he stood his ground. Without a doubt, and you know it's hard for me to say one because I'm such an Eminem fan. What what was the lyric he did? Like when you're standing yourself or something? It was like it was like it was the coldest lyric I've ever heard. I know, man. And like he almost won on that lyric alone. I know, you know. But uh, Kill Shot was really great too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's well, Eminem? You know, what I, I mean? know. If Eminem's coming for you and he's got half some vitriol, you're done. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why he's was, was the best battle rapper in the world before he became the biggest superstar. In the yeah, world, I know? think he put Machine Gun Kelly on a different level as far as like. Dude, you're so just, right. Just everything, though. You're so and right. And now he's the number one song on Billboard with Travis, like a pop and, record. And he's he's it's he's Blink One Eighty Two now. He, yeah. He's newfound glory now. Yeah. He's H Two O now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think he comes from that world too. He, he like he loved that kind of music. Too. Yeah, skater yeah. punk rock. Um, celebrity Apprentice, Celebrity Wife Stop, Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Third third place on Big Brother. Third place. I was just mediocre enough to make it to the finale. I wasn't a threat to anybody. I thought I'd be out of there in a week. You know, it wouldn't be a problem. And uh, I made it to the finale. That was cool. Because when you sick. get we end those shows, dude, you, it's another good look. Yeah. And a whole generation of kids, like, I go to the airport and like, you know, nine, 10 year old kids are like, hey, Mark, you know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, celebrity big brother. And it's not yeah. like you reinvent yourself, but he's trying different things. That's all. It's, he's still no. Mark McGrath. He's I, doing I, different things. Listen, I, 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 I'm not tr- trying to like be uh, like, I forgot the word, whatever. You're trying to conform to be these other things. You're just being yourself. Right, right. And that's I, what people want to hire you. I, that's why I've always tried to do other things. You know, yeah. I, it's hard to sell out when you never sold in. We were never mm. part of the scene. You know what I mean? We always tried different things. We've worked everybody from Karis one to Wilson Phillips. You know, wow. we've opened to everybody from uh, 
from uh, Bette Midler to uh, the Sex Pistols and everybody Damn, in between. Bro. And to me, that's living. That's amazing, man. man. Yeah, that's, it is. That's living, bro. Yeah. So it's not for everybody, and I get it, you know, but I'm not going to let someone ha- make a decision for me how I, A, work, or B, you know, make a living, you know? Yeah. Um, we were asked to be on Celebrity Wife Swap. I don't know if he was just saying it. We were almost going to do it. The money was, money was great at the, the time. money's great, yeah. Yeah, we were going to do it, and I was going to have to go to some small town in the Midwest I was worried about them trying to make me eat meat or my wife eat meat. We just we were such a tight bomb, me and my wife, yeah. we're best friends. We were scared about that somehow fucking up our relationship. But in reality, looking back now, it probably would have been really fun. But it was just kind of strange to go live with another family and shit. Yeah, definitely. And 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 it was good money though. The the change yeah. was gnarly for three yeah. days. Let's be honest, it was good good chunk of change. <laughs> but uh, some yeah, th- yeah, three, three, yeah. I yeah. did a, ours was uh, I did a wife swap with Coolio, and someone neglected what? to tell him. <laughs> Someone forgot to tell him it wasn't an actual wife swap. You don't have sex with the wife. Wow, <laughs> bro. Are you fucking serious? Cool, I tried to kick out of my wife. And I went, I don't know if I'm offended or of course he did. You know what I mean? Wow, yeah. man. And I love Coolio. We play these 90s shows all the time. I love the dude. But shout, like, out to, yeah. shout out to Coolio on Gangster's Paradise. Six, I know, right? Six song, bro. It's a great song. And, and it was, it was great, great when he song. also when uh, Weird, Weird Al, he's the only guy in the world that Weird Al like, did a you know, Amish Bush, Paradise. Yeah, he did. And then Khalil goes, I'm going to beat your ass, Weird Al. He got like pissed off at Weird Al. He, he, he that only helps. That's another That's another form of our having Weird Al cover your thing. That's amazing. It's man. gigantic. It's I huge. Know. That's, that's, I mean, look what he covers. Michael Jackson. I mean, yeah. Listen, so he tried to kick it to your wife on Wife Swap. Yeah, he absolutely did. And my wife, my wife, <laughs> and my wife had to leave. She's the one that had to leave. Wow. So I'm staying home. Um, How was your home where you were? Well, it was mellow. It was cool. And, and they, he brought a, a girlfriend. He wasn't even married. It was like a, okay. a, a, a who was very nice, Mimi. She was lovely. She's a uh, she was an exotic dancer, um, and she was lovely. But she she was had incredible parenting skills. And you know, my kids are kind of coddled. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a helicopter dad. I, I love them too much. I'm totally guilty of loving my kids. I'm too guilty much. too. I, I, I am super. Yeah, yeah. Emo. Like, yes. You got a, a beyond emo. Like I'm crying <laughs> as I say this. Um, <laughs> but but she she didn't take any. For my kids, got them to sleep right away, without crying, no color. Yeah, put that. him in check. So, yeah, so she was great. Put him in check right away. It was great. But Coolio got like it wasn't even his house. It was like this man. And my wife's like, I, I'm gonna kill you. So three nights she stays there. No, she stayed there one night and goes, I'm not, I'm staying. Right. Oh, okay, okay. I'm staying at all. You know, I'm not. I can't. Wow. It wasn't Coolio's house even. It was like Coolio goes, I don't know where the stuff is around here. She's like, Can I make you some breakfast? He's like, I don't know. But it was at your house. The other. It was oh, definitely at my wow, house. No, we were in man. my house. But Coolio was like some other. It was crazy. It was so Coolio. Wow. And unfortunately, I run you know run to Coolio a bunch of times because so we do all these shows together. I, I love the guy. He's like, Damn, I got a lot of shit for doing that. I go, Well, dude, you should have thought about that, man. People watch that. And it, on Lifetime plays it channel now. Okay. So they, and they would have they they play it in perpetuity. So they wow, yeah, we're getting some royalties on that. Yeah, and you get a nice check every now and then. You should have done it, Toby. Damn, man. And you know you know what it did for us? It really bonded us more. Because you know that we are gone from our significant others, our families a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that, that bond when you come home, that's that's the good stuff. You know? Yeah. Celebrity apprentice. Celebrity apprentice. I was Is that the one Trump was the yeah, Wow Donald man? Did you, did you get fired? Were you fired or not? I, I got fired. <laughs> I uh <laughs> and I got I got kind of stuck in a reality show hurricane because mm. it was and it was explaining to me like producers there was guys and girls at first the guys against girls and we had won five in a row okay and it was they eventually have to mix the teams together because you're down to like four or five people yeah but they didn't want to mix it so so quickly they didn't want to mix the group so quickly so i was project manager which is i've got to come up with the ideas to 
for the for the team to finish this chore. That yeah. was another show that was hard because you got to ask people for money yes. all day long, and they can't write it off, and they can't ask why. Damn, I man. mean, there's so many, so many people you can. Hey, you got 10k? You can send me. I gotta win this pizza contest. You know what I mean? So, uh, I did that, and I got fired. Um, but they brought me back, and I helped John Rich win eventually. Wow, man! Uh, Def Leppard played this thing and designed. I designed the Seven Up can, like an '80s can of like a Sick. zebra spandex, and they put it in stores and stuff. So it was kind of cool. Wow, man! It was kind of cool. Now Trump, um, Trump was cool to me back yeah. then. I mean, I'd love to say that you know he was this, that, and the other. He, yeah. he, he was, he, he was fine. He was a gentleman. I didn't see him doing anything untoward. The kids were super nice because they were very involved in the day to day. Wow. I mean, Ivanka Trump was like. A, a, so poised and, and kind and well-mannered. And what year was that? This was 2010. Okay, 10 years you know? ago. And, and I always say this about, and after after he fired me, he brought me to his office. He's like, you know, you didn't deserve to be fired. You know, you're a great player. I'm sure they're going to bring you back. I mean, that's, I'm, I did the worst Trump. The worst Trump. That's pretty time. good, though. I don't, I don't even to do it. Um, but he goes, I'll write you, a, uh, you know, and he's having me in the office for a half hour. And, and that's when I was like, you don't have anything else to do but talk to me. Mm. <laughs> so, so, uh, he goes, if you ever need a letter of recommendation or something, let me know. You're a great player, Mark. Wow. So he's not nothing but a gentleman, you know? And my whole joke is I was in a room once for eight hours with three people, Gary Busey, myself, and Donald Trump. And one of us is the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, so that was it. And then, like, he ran wow. on the, You know, I used to see Trump back in the day, like, in New York transvestite clubs that were kind of happening back then with, like, athletes and everybody. He'd be hanging with the punks. The, I mean, he just... I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think... He ran to 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 impre you know to like you know pump up his brand, and then he got on some rhetoric, some bullshit that really just started riding with him mm. and working for him. And like, I don't think anybody's more surprised than him that he became president. I really don't. Yeah, I remember seeing a look on his face when he won. I think he was almost like, for real. yeah, exactly. Hillary was so hot, and all of a sudden it just went. It was it was crazy. And I was like, oh my god, I'm president. So it's been disappointing to watch. You know, I I, I didn't vote for the guy. I'm not political. Yeah, I hate I hate it. Yeah, it's not my thing. You know what I mean? But I just think. Man, you know, we needed a lot of humanity this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. we needed a lot. And um, I'm hoping we get it. Yeah. You, um, but my experience with him, dude, I'd love to. Uh, he, he, it, they, it, was, it was fine. He was yeah. nothing but kind to me. Can, we, can I get some more water for him, possibly, Derek? Um, I'm, I really appreciate your time. Dude, I, I, could talk, I could talk to you all day. I'm dude, I, 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 this is awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, so, Killer, Car Killer, Killer Karaoke. Thank you, Derek. Sharknado, The Office. The wait, wait, wait. You're going to pass over Sharknado so quickly, no, dude? No, Are you kidding we're me? We're going to go back. I'm just going to say oh, okay. them, Thank Killer, you, Derek. Killer Karaoke, Sharknado, The Office, The Neighbors, Workaholics. Let's go to Sharknado then. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Derek. Derek, yeah, you're a wonderful man. Kind co host. He's the nicest guy in the world. Um, so I'm in a yogurt shop in Studio City, and some guy taps me on the shoulder. He goes, hi, my name's Gerald Webb. I make movies for this thing. Can I send you a script? I want you to read. It's about a, it's about a shark. You know, we make kind of these fun little shows, and I go, oh, yeah, you can send it to me. Sends me the first draft of Sharknado, first draft, and I read it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the character he wants me to be, and it's Finn. Now, Finn is Ian Ziering's character. So a little history here. Oh, an honor to a no. It's first, yeah, exactly. So first Sharknado, I look at it. He's, all, he's on every page. There's like lines. I go, I go, you know what? 
I'm not good enough to act. I'm not a good enough actor to carry this movie. And I gave it back to him. And I go, I, I, I can't do this. It's too much acting for me. <laughs> Holy shit. So I tapped out of the first Sharknado. I was asked to be Finn. Hi. Wow. I was asked to be Finn and I gave it back. And then Sharknado's went, boom, blew up all. And then oh they, they go, will you come back now? I go, sure. What do you got? You know, so I became Finn's best friend in the movie that was shot in new york city okay in the coldest winter they've had there in like 60 years Holy i mean shit. we're at met stadium and we couldn't get the lines out. i met vivica fox going and she couldn't get the line out it was so cold Holy yeah. shit! and so we i did that and that blew up it was crazy i was in three and six too so uh, Jesus, cheesy fun uh and you know just just a part of you know when social media and juggernauts you know and phenomenons all come to an intersection you get sharknado yeah but you what a wire what a crazy ride man it's um, been crazy toby you know it's dude. I, I put it this way i listen to every bad idea yeah just hear just to hear him out right just to hear him out <laughs> but Why you know not? just to see how crazy it is do i want to take do every meeting listen. does it scare me yeah you know i uh, i just did a thing um for uh, robert smigel did this thing um uh, called Let's Be Real, and it was after the election, and it was the puppets, you know, he had like mm-hmm. the, and it was with James Corden, and he wanted me to do a carpool karaoke with James Corden and Kanye West. Wow. And I go, of course I'm going to do that. Are you kidding me? Sign me up right away. Well, the joke was on me because Corden and Kanye were puppets. Oh, my <laughs> and God. I'm the guy that showed up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, and I'm, dude. I'm like, cool, man, with Kanye and James Corden, I'm going to do carpool karaoke. Oh, so, my. But then I went, Robert Smigel, he's, he's Triumph the Insult Dog. So I kind of quickly figured That's it cool. out. Uh, and then, but then it scared me because it's acting and like acting with puppets I'd never done. So I like to do things that scare me. Yeah. Now, it's a funny joke. They, they finally had me like, you know, because I, I do a cough and he has me move back in the back seat. Then I do another cough and he has me strapped down on top of a Suburban. Like, it, yeah. it was just, it was fun to be a part of. So I like to do things that scare me and acting scares the hell out of me. So yeah. Does. Like the challenge, right? Yeah, you're, the challenge. You're still, sure. you're still pushing and challenging Absolutely. yourself. Uh, Camp Freddy you did. Uh, Camp Freddy, which is now Royal Machines. Yeah, Royal Machines. And the Wonder Girls. Would you ever want to do Royal Machines? Well, I'm, what did it tell me about it? What is it? Royal Machines is a... Um, well, Camp Freddy originally, yeah. Camp, it was originally Camp Freddy. Now it's called Royal Machines. And it's Josh Freeze on drums. Great guy. Greatest guy. Great greatest drummer. drummers of yeah, all time. Sweet, sweet human. It's uh, sometimes Steve Stevens plays guitar. Dave Navarro pl- plays. Chris Chaney on bass, who's okay. probably the best, play, best player in the world. Billy Morrison... It was like a bomb of on around Colt? town from the cult. No. Yeah. 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 Well, Billy Moore's cult. Yeah. Billy yeah. Moore's cult. Yeah. I forgot. He's in the cult for, for, for a second. <laughs> and Billy, yeah. and Billy Otto, right? And, and Billy, and now he's in Billy Otto's band as well. Yeah. So Royal Machines is like, we'll play, we'll play these corporate shows and stuff. And, We'll play with Billy Idol, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, wow. Cypress Hill will come down. Uh, we've had Skinhead Rob. Me and him have done Fight for Your Ride a bunch of times. <laughs> nice. you know? um, Shout out Rob. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Rob's the best, man. I love that dude. And, and we've just had so many amazing people down there, and we just play cover songs. Okay. I played everything from Killing Joke to, you know, to It's Tricky with DMC, dude. Wow, like the man. craziest things. It is so much fun, but we're always looking for people to join. That'd you know? be cool. Yeah, just yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah come out, do a song, and, and, and we've had Billy Corgan, everybody. So it's become this wow. thing that was originally done for like a charity uh, about 15 years ago. I wasn't part of the first show, but they asked me to come and do a few songs, and I never left. And now I'm part of the band. So it's a really fun thing to do and to. You know, my, I'm a Sex Pistols fan beyond belief, as you know. I got to play EMI with Paul Cook on drums, Glenn Matlock on bass, and, Jones. and Steve Jones on guitar. It's freaking awesome. And I, I, you know, I looked around. I go, it might not 
get much better than this That's in my amazing, life. Right yeah. So, so Royal Machine we played with Lou Reed before he passed. I mean, so wow. I'm talking that that band has given me more more dreams come true. I, I, it's just been phenomenal. So which I, if you guys ever want to come, we're yeah, always looking sick. for new yeah. folks, man. So always. It changed from why did they change the name from Camp Freddy to Royal Machines? Uh, Matt Sorum was originally in the band. Matt Sorum, yeah, yeah, and there was a, a bit of a. a of, Something um, with of Matt name. Sorum not being in the okay, it was a trademark thing. Matt yeah. owned part of it, so they had to change it because Matt was gonna Matt Matt decided to do uh, the Kings of Chaos or something different. Okay, um, you have any sweetest dog in the world? Do you world. have any? You have any regrets in your life? It seems like you don't. Yeah, no, I, I I've got a lot of regrets. I got a lot of personal regrets. That I would probably bore your 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 listeners with. What's a big one? Um, hmm, letting my wife down. Gotcha. You know what I mean? There's things I wish I've done better you know, and been better at. Yeah. And not necessarily had to have any do with like infidelities though. There, yeah. were, there were those as well. You know, um, one thing I really regret, and this is going to sound very superficial, but it has to do with bands and might be a lesson learned for people. I regret giving away publishing and songwriting to band mm. members just because they were in the band. Now at the wow. time, at the time I did it for group love totally group unity everything equal right you weren't you weren't involved in the song you didn't show up you didn't write anything you didn't even play on it yeah but you're getting 10 percent of the songwriting publishing in perpetuity yeah now now i didn't know what that meant until you know songs like fly every morning and sunday started bringing in take care brother nice to meet you man Started bringing in... Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> um, we so, started bringing in millions of dollars. And and has since then. And there's been offers for the catalog. And I'm like, oh my God. Damn. And I go... And now, you know, I kept the band together 23 years. I'm happy with the original. But man, that was a... I, I, and, and by the way, it was a little bit of ignorance because I, I knew about publishing and song. I knew what it meant. But I thought it would be enough to like not have resentment in it but boy was i wrong because now people wanted more when they saw what they were getting it's never mm. enough why well, should be in like 25 now because i am a full you know i'm a man you didn't write a single thing yeah that, it's, man. it's that age old it's that what uh probably the third scene in behind the music when and then they started fighting yeah and then the lawyers came in you know it's that stuff every band goes to their own weird bullshit totally but that is something in retrospect i wish i didn't do because it bit me in the ass the people were were no longer in the band or aren't grateful you know actually end up getting a legal situation and it's just a drag Uh. you know and it's 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 I hate to be superficial and talk about money, but it was a lot of money, man. We were talking sure. about you talking about giving away twenty percent of flyer every morning. You're talking about millions of dollars. Yeah, day, dude, that's you know? fucking crazy. So, so I'm not bitter at all, yeah. Toby. <laughs> <laughs> you don't come off bitter. Um, but but the thing is, though, so grateful that they exist. You know, you asked. Yeah, that's exactly. why I regret. Yeah, I regret doing that. I wish I didn't do that. Yeah, but do I wake up or be? Morning at night, shivering. Yeah, I do. But it sounds like you have a real one with your wife. Like she's been there through all the shit, and she's, you know, she, you guys separating, came back, and you have kids now. Like she was the one, man. And like she had your back through all of it by far. And that, that, that's like a best friend. That's like that's a great thing to have, man. You know what it is, man. You know, and if if your uh, significant other isn't your best friend, and I know you're like, oh, of course they're my best friend, but yeah, I'm talking about your best friend. Can't wait to tell the bad news, or you have to tell the good news. You have yeah. to, you know, it's like, it, it's it's like gangster with it you know i hate to sound cheesy yeah, but yeah. it's it you can't you can't 
you can never sever that tie. And it's a special thing to have. And, and we tried to ruin it. Both of us did our best at ruining this thing. <laughs> we tried to destroy it. Uh, but yeah, when we got signed to Atlantic Records, we had nothing. We were, we were on a, you know, we were on a, a allowance of a hundred bucks a, a month, Damn. nothing. And I was so, she would roll pennies into uh, the dollar things, you know, so she could go to Del Taco and get us three tacos for 99 cents. And I was too embarrassed to walk in there with the penny roll. Damn. She would do it because she's about that life. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> and you're still in that Del Taco life. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> These boobs didn't make themselves, dude. Um, <laughs> um, one funny thing is that you do look like Ethan Hawke. I get, I've got that a lot. And he knows that you look like him. And you guys have sort of- Do you know a, him? No, but you guys have some sort of inside kind of thing or something. Like, you know, sometimes he actually, I saw something about it, about there's, there's, um, you got, he knows, you guys know each other. Right. Well, I don't know him. I don't know him. You ever met him? I've never met him. But you look like each other. And so people know that. The strangest thing in the world, (laughs) when Training Day came out. Great fucking movie. Such a great movie. I, I, I guess I was looking like him or resembling him hardcore at that time because I would go through airports and people go, I know who you are. And I go. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. And they and he goes, I love the movie. And I'm like, movie. Oh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, I was a Scooby Doo. And they go, they go training day. And I'm like, oh, that that, that, that was that wasn't me. That wasn't me. And they go, that was you. And then I I, I go, promise you. She goes, just do me a favor, sign. This is you know, not not everybody had a phone. Sign a little something. I won't tell anybody. I go, I'm not Ethan Hawke. I promise. And they, she's like, oh, be like that. And then got seriously pissed at me. Wow. So guess what I started doing. Signing Ethan Hawke's name so people wouldn't think he was a dick. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. Because I'm great like, point. I started signing his name because I didn't, I, I felt so terrible yeah. with the exchange. Because I usually go through with a hat or something yeah. like that because I got this douchey highlight still, you know? So <laughs> it cuts down the, the recognition factor a little bit. Um, and so they're like, I see being all low key. And so I go, oh my God, I, I, I don't want people to think he's rude. Another time, TMZ, uh, they're in New York. The guy goes, hey, Mark, Mark. And he's like coming up behind Ethan. He goes, Mark, Mark. And he, you could see Ethan know what, knew what he was talking about. And he turns around and he goes, dude, I'm, I'm not Mark, dude. And the guy goes, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And didn't even know it was Ethan Hawke and just carried on. Wow. That, that was on TMZ. This is the worst one. <laughs> now, Katie Couric was really good friends with the, uh, the girl that got me my job, Lisa G at Extra. Really okay. good friends. So... I'm, I, you know, I'm new to, to Extra, and they're just trying to get all the promo they can. Ethan Hawke is on with Katie Couric on the Today Show. This is 2004, so she was still there. Ethan Hawke, very cerebral, artist, intelligent, yeah. uh, writer, deep thoughts. Handsome. All the time. Yeah, handsome, g- g- glorious, cool. That's the biggest thing. You compare it to me, your cool thing is done immediately. So, so Katie Couric is sitting there talking about a book, and he's sitting there on the, you know, the intellectual pros and... You know, I really love your book. And it's, it's low energy tones. It's morning and all this stuff. And Katie goes, I got to tell you something, Ethan. He's like, yeah, yes, Katie. And they do a split screen behind the man oh, on a green shit. screen of me and him. And he had just done some movie or something where he spleached his hair like with tips and stuff. Wow. And of course, I had that. She goes, anybody ever tell you you look like Mark McGrath? And uh. You see a lot of him die right there at that point, you know, and he, and he just kind of cocked his head and he goes, yeah, I've heard that before. And he looked down at the ground. He goes, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. I, I don't think it's his favorite thing in the world. And Ethan, I know you're listening. <laughs> I, I apo- no subscriber. I, I yeah. apologize, bro. I apologize, dude. But uh, it, it, it happens a lot. It still happens. Since Reality Bites came out, 
it's mm. it's it's been it's been happening and not a bad guy for me to nah, get compared it's a compliment. to yeah, it's yeah. awesome yeah i mean you know that ernest is... borgnine might be another you know story but um, rest his soul one of my questions on here is are you optimist or pessimist but i know the answer to that you're su- you're super posy well you know what's weird though or I'm you're a, realist i'm a realist yeah yeah I've my heard, wife is too yeah. i've heard people say that you know I, I i will see a situation and, and call it what it is uh, yeah you know i i'm not like sort of a Pisces dreamer where I'm like it's all gonna get better and like yeah. new age and sage and like you know but though I do see the benefits of uh, of uh, you know Nog, Nog Champa man that stuff just makes me feel better yeah I used to be anti any hippie stuff I was just on some weird trip like that but yeah I would say I would say I, I, I'm a realist with uh, with optimistic optimism okay I respect that I like that <laughs> we wouldn't have to ask you man <laughs> Yo, did you ever want to quit the band? Yeah. No. Doing music. Never. 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 It's in my soul, man. And, and I always say the best way for me to go out, Denny's Barstow, right? I'm in a Denny's in Barstow. I'm doing four shows a night. I'm in the middle of my third show, pr- probably playing Fly for the third time in that set. Damn. And I just have a massive coronary and go head first into someone's Grand Slam. And I'm about 78 years old. Okay. And I, and I will be, and you'll, and you'll, because you'll, this is proof I have had the best life in the world. I yeah. can't stop performing. I did it before it was a business. I can't not do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, man. And I think it keeps you young. I think it keeps us young doing what we love and play music. Like, you look great. I know, I know you talk about, you do this thing called Robe Chat. You've talked about Propecia for your hair. You've been honest about, about people think you had surgery because yeah. you're getting older. And I see in real life, you look like just like a guy who's aging. You look great. Everybody it looks thinks, like it doesn't look like you have any work. It looks this totally like a normal guy. By the way, if you have and that's your thing, that's fantastic. Yeah, do your thing. It doesn't I, fucking I, matter. I, I, this is showbiz, baby. I take Propecia. I wanted to keep my hair. I love that I, you talk about that. You're honest about that. Well, I, what is crazy is if I do something that has a little bit of, uh, you know, that people see on TV or something, uh, I'll get the post like, even on those rope chats, like, dude, ease off on the uh, Botox, bro. And like, Dude, nice nose job. And I'm like, and my wife's an esthetician. So she does facials and she knows all about it. And we go, what, what is this? Look, I'm 20 pounds heavier for sure. I'll tell you that all day. But well, you look great for your age. Well, man. You're, you're, kind. Age, you're aging like you're normal. Kind. But I do agree with you, man. And, and, and Derek, you know, when, when, you, when you're on stage, man, I, I, I feel like I'm 21 and Justin Bieber. And you know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, you can't tell me nothing up here. Even yeah. though I can't jump as high as I used to, you know, uh, but it, it does keep you young. It, you, it does. The job makes you feel young. The excitement you and get. And doing when what you, you love, yes, man. Yes. When you get that mic and you're like, all right, your intro music's going on. Yeah. Like, there is no bigger high. If that doesn't keep your organs young, yeah. it's a wrap. You know when you feel your age, though, when you haven't played a show like in eight months and you're in a pandemic and you can't do what you love, you start feeling it's, like. It's crazy. Then you got to hustle and work out and stay in shape because when you're on tour, you're like. Yeah, you know what I the mean. The weight like just flies off, man. Yeah, you know. Do you have daily rituals? Um, not not. You know, I mean, a cheat like you know, I drink coffee. I'll drink a coffee. Your coffee. I, I heard you're a new coffee guy. I felt I, I'm I'm no longer on coffee now since June because it you're, didn't agree with my body. It made me super hyper, uh, jittery. Made me shit. My, I take a shit. Yeah. Made me take a nap. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only drug I've ever done, and I did it. <laughs> I did it straight for the month of December last year. And it just fucked me up. And I, but I felt holding a cup of coffee with your friends and being like an adult. You feel like an, I don't know, I feel like an adult, man. It's a good little ritual, isn't it? It is. But then it, for me, it turns into a shit school and it really just fucked me up. And I, I can't do it. It's not good for me. It yeah. makes my heart crazy. I'm high on life. It's not the next. Yeah. You're so, so clean living too, dude. A caffeine. I mean, I think it's really fucked me. Yeah. Yeah. I drink a couple of Coke Zeros a day, which I know I shouldn't. But it's okay. um, so, so like, you know, the, the, the caffeine doesn't really affect me that much. It's just more of like a getting into my rhythm of the morning. It's good for your. 
Oh yeah, 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 shit game. Yeah, yeah, shit game. Shit game's on fire when you get <laughs> coffee, man. You better have a toilet nearby, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't drink a coffee and go to New Year's Eve in Times Square because you aren't going. You'll be shitting your pants. Oh, that's brutal. I, I did have an issue where I was on the coffee thing last December. And I go to Running Cane every day, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna bring a coffee to Running because because I see motherfuckers up there walking the cement in their flip flops, drinking their coffees like on some LA shit. But <laughs> but I drank it on the way there, and I had. All of a sudden, bubble turtle ass. I had to fucking turn around and, and get home, man. I almost shit in the garage in the fucking bag. I swear to God. It's called Runyon Canyon for a reason. Exactly. In fact, I, I, was, I was at the point where I wasn't close enough to go take a shit in the woods at Runyon. I had right. to turn around and go home. And you think, I think I can make it. <laughs> I think I can make it. Coffee. You so have those five, four, three, two, ones, you know, but like it's coming. Yeah. If you cold, have no cold red. Yeah. I call them five, four, three, two. It's, it's, it's coming wherever you are. But I, ritual I do like to do because I need it for my head is cardio. Okay. I, you might not notice it by, you know, this dad bottom line because, you know, look, What's my your cardio my, game. My, I, 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 well, because of the shutdown, I went and got an elliptical machine and, Sick. and, and it's killer. And I liked, I, I used to run like four miles a day on the, on the, tr- uh, the, um, treadmill. And then I'd do like 30 minutes on elliptical. So I, the cardio is so good for my head. Yeah. It's like, think of a puzzle you have in your head and then you start doing the cardio, you start getting that runner's high, your, the puzzle starts fixing itself it's yeah. really an incredible thing you know but also i'll go to islands or something like that or, or cheesecake factory and i have 10 year old twins they both order the mac and cheese have two bites i'm like you're not gonna leave that there are you and just <laughs> just feed these dad boobs of mine just make it happen so it it kind of evens itself out you know what yeah. i mean it, it, it uh but it, it keeps me you know it, it's I've, I've got my heart is good you know because yeah. of the cardio i do yeah and it's great for your mind game man it's great and being and being a parent now, uh, when did you become a parent? Forty-two years old. Okay. Uh, I became a parent. Uh, a, I have IVF kids, which are kids created by science. Oh you know, wow! Yeah, they're uh, no, we tried our, we tried our hardest, uh, the, you know, the regular oh, that's way. That's amazing, oh, man. Rimshot. Yeah, and they're twins because when, when you man. see Hollywood so-called quote-unquote celebrities getting twins in the mid forties. Mm, okay. 99% okay. chance for okay. some reason people don't want to admit I, I don't know if it's a religious thing or mm. a person god bless it but if if you know if ivf didn't exist i wouldn't have these two joys yeah called, that's called amazing my kids man. you know and what's weird they're twins but they were just born at the same time so they're more like brother and sister they don't have this like twin telepathy or finish okay. each other's sentences they're just brother and sister okay which is which is kind of interesting but yeah so it happened at 42 and uh I'm really glad, Toby, because I was up in the hills there. You know, I kind of became the old guy in the club. You know, yeah. you, know you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my dreams came true. And I'm like, is that it? Is my journey over? Yeah. And then my now wife was like, I'm going to leave you if you don't try this process because I want to have kids. I'm just going to straight up leave you. And like, I'm like, I don't want to leave you. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. So I go, let's give it a shot. I go, we'll give it one shot because it's super expensive. You know, <laughs> that's how cold I am. We give it one shot. It's not going to work. I'll say we tried. You know? <laughs> and, and I was on tour and we go and I go home in the middle of the tour to check because we're going to the, seeing the doctor. And I was yeah. going to be with her to go, I'm sorry, babe. We tried. And, you know, because I'm like my rock and roll loads and her, she had her own issues. I'm like, not going to work. And the doctor goes, oh, I see uh, one head there. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the other, she goes, oh, what's this? There's another. You're having twins. And I Holy went, oh, shit. 
I went from literally going, I'm sorry, babe, it's going to be a rough ride home, to like having twins. She's all excited. And it's the greatest thing in the world because I'm on a journey now. Yeah. This journey never ends. I hope to be a grandpa. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's a blessing. It's crazy having a kid, man. It changes it's, everything, man. It's hard as hell. I mean, I'm not one of those, dad, everything's mad. It, it's hard no. as hell. And it, you better be super tight with your companion, man, because it's going to bring out, you know, the best and the worst, you know, yeah. which is something you got to work with, too. The incredible part about having a kid for me was watching your girlfriend, I mean, your wife, whatever, that you've been with so many years and you travel the world with and it's just you two. And then she's in labor the next day. She has the baby. You see you see your your wife become maternal and all of a sudden she's breastfeeding for the first time. She's like, a, all of a sudden she's a mother within 24 hours. You know what I mean? And then they hand you your thing. Here you go. Here's your baby. Good luck. And take this human with you. Right, you know right, right. Take this with you out it's, the door. It's so fucking Dude, magical, it's man. So it's so funny you say that because I looked at her so differently. She had this superpower now. Yeah. That she, you know, Badass. always always had, but now it's now it's outside. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at this, wow, you're amazing. You're you're a superwoman, you know? know. And to see them the way you know how they 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 care for the kids and to see the bond with the kids, you know? Yeah. You're funny, like with a dad, you just go home, you're like, you're holding the baby, like, what do I do now? You know, I know. It, it takes a while. It you does, know? man. The first couple of months, I, I felt like, is this what's gonna be like? I because my son only wanted her. The of course, milk. of course. And I was like, what is my job? Change the diapers. I'm just here for that. Like, when's it, when's it going to, when's he going to see me or know that I'm his dad? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it takes a while, you know, so you feel like a disconnect a little bit there. Yeah. But at the same time, you're so protective and you don't want to hurt him. You don't want to break him. I'm like, how do you hold him? Yeah. You know, what's funny. I forgot to hold, how to hold babies. I have twins now. My friend of mine had him a baby and he, he gave it to me. I'm like, how do you hold these? I, I you know, forget, you know, it's so shit. crazy. You have so two kids. You got two, two, one, two at a time. That's crazy. Yeah, two kids, Lydon and Hartley and, um, they're in fifth grade right now. Uh, At home? In, in the kitchen, yeah. yeah. Me too, yeah, exactly. <laughs> surreal, man. It is surreal, dude. And I hope they, it's so unfair. And and uh, your your son's a senior? Yeah, man. Which is so unfair. Being know, robbed man. of your senior year, bro. And and my kids in fifth grade is a very pivotal year of, how you, of learning. Fifth grade's when it gets real. There's yeah. no more like, hey, Bob went on a boat. I mean, it starts getting real. Yeah. And, you know, bless the teachers. They're doing their best. Parents are trying their best. But this is really, we're going to feel the residual effects of this online schooling for a long, long time. Yeah, I think so too, man. Yeah. It sucks. My, yeah, my son's been out for a long time. He said, I want to go to school as my as seniors, see all my of friends. Course. And like, so maybe they're saying January next year it might happen. I'm not sure. I, I, my kids go to a, a Catholic school and they're, they're, they're talking about mid November. You oh know, wow! Yeah, okay, they're, okay. they're like they're, they're like we're over it. We're okay. done, and we're, you know yeah. we're, we're gonna. Uh, we were kind of talking about it earlier, Toby. Like, and I I think people want to be rewarded with some perfect scenario because they've been quarantined so long. It wasn't perfect before no. COVID, so let's no. not look at like, especially in the live music business, guys. Yeah. It's just you know some of the promoters of what I've heard they're trying to do to the bands. It's like you got to be out of your mind. Yeah, even playing the, less capacity for less money or playing a drive-through and or carry this insane insurance. I mean, yeah. we're not all Coldplay, Rolling Stones, and yeah. uh, Muse. I keep saying it's this. true. It's very you, true. You know, you're going to hurt a lot of people, and you know. Scary. So I, I, I hope you know. It's kind of like. Um, you know, after 9-11, it was very difficult traveling. The airports yep. there, everybody had an M16 yeah. uh, during security. And then that slowly went away. And then security was still tough and all that. But then we, then we went to some some semblance of normalcy. You know, security's gnarly like yeah. it should be. But we all got used to that. I am hoping we get back to that in the live situation. Now, yeah. I, I don't know how fast the tours are going to come back. We do a lot of the zucchini fest, the one-offs and yeah, like I said, you smell funnel cake, sugar Ray's plan. But, uh, (laughs) so I think those are going to come back a little quicker than the full fledged tours are. Yeah. And I saw you guys just did live, live sounds like a million people watching or something, a million views or something. Oh, I lied about that. 
Yeah, okay. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, of course I did. If you, uh, you just I, said a good live stream, though, right? I just want to say, you guys, you know, we had a million streams last night. Freedom! You know, I, I, you know, it's a bummer. I thought people knew I was kidding because I'm a clown on Instagram. Okay. People are like, dude, a million? Congratulations. I wouldn't uh, be surprised, though. No, 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 dude. No, no. We we uh, we, we had a couple thousand, and I was okay. totally stoked on them, you know, okay. doing it, which was great. Um, but we're going to do a live stream on our, our Facebook page coming up real soon. So we, nice. You know, we got, a, by the grace of God, we got a couple of corporate shows that way too. Nice. So it was nice to make a, a few bucks, you know, during this whole craziness. We had such a good time doing it. Um, we said, you know, we we'll go on Facebook. We'll do, we'll do a full show, you know? Yeah, why not? That's, yeah. that's the future. I, I refuse myself to play in like these bubbles. I saw people at a show like bounce around inside of a bubble. I, I refuse to play it at a drive-in. The music we play is so, I don't, I don't know, it's so connected to the crowd. Like, I would go see Coldplay in my car. I would go see Adele in my car. But to see a punk show in my car, I just, I can't do it. I wouldn't want to do it to people who came to see us. It's really expensive to do that. And I don't I, know. I feel the same way if Engelbert Humperdinck is playing. Yeah. Because I, I just need the sight, sounds, and smells. Mm. One great thing about the live thing, which AI will never be able to do, you can't create the live experience. You yeah. know, it's human. It's emotion. It's all yeah. that stuff. And I appreciate the drive-through shows, I'm glad they're happening. I think it's another step to all of us coming back. Yeah. You know, when the UFC came back, and I'm like, yeah, right on, Dana White, you know, the sports, and he's figuring it out, and they're in the bubble, and then the NBA started coming back, and now people, crowds are starting to watch football games. I mean, it's, it's starting to open up a little bit, so I've got hope I didn't have five months ago. You know? Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned drive-through shows, and this is part of my crazy life. I'm doing a drive-through show. I'm I'm uh, gonna be playing with the Beach Boys and Del Mar and Ventura. See, the Beach Boys is different too. That'd be something I go to drive to. It's yeah, awesome. well, of course, right? So wow, which is really cool. I, I I've uh, become friends with. I've known Stamos. John Stamos plays drums a lot for the Beach okay. Boys. Wow. Uh, and uh, I did a solo. Uh, I did a song for Mike Love's solo record a couple years back. So we become friendly, and now he invites me to come out and play with them. Whether it's a Beacon Theater in New York, and we'll do a couple uh, Beach Boys songs. And we'll do Fly and stuff. And I'm, Holy it's, shit, it's, it's mind blowing, man. It truly so that's is. coming up. That's uh, yeah, it's October 23rd. Is that a real show outside for fans? It's, it's just a drive up. Look, it's Mike the Love. Beach. That's Mike Love saying, are you free right now, man? <laughs> hey, look at that. So you that's got... the Beach Boys you're playing with. Yeah, it's going to be the Beach Boys. It's uh, wow. October 23rd uh, in Ventura and then October 24th down in Del Mar. So what better way to play with the Beach Boys than uh, in a drive-in? That's sick, though, That's man. some old-school drive-in. The Hoop, the Beach Boys is perfect. Dude, that's like a dream. That's cool, man. It is It is amazing. So what, what is amazing is when dreams still come true for me. You know what I mean? I'm looking over the Beach Boys and... I'm sitting here playing their songs. They're playing one of our songs. I mean, come on, dude. That's, that's fucking crazy, that's, bro. That's magical stuff, dude. Um, so one thing I want to talk, talk about is you're a survivor of the coronavirus. Yes, indeed. I, I, I don't have that many friends who, who have gotten the coronavirus. One friend in New York, he's fine. He went through it for like a week or so. He's like a healthy marathon runner. He's the first person that I knew to had, only person, but then you. So when did it happen and how was that? What was it like? It was, uh, it happened in July, like the mid July. And, um, we have a, a, a lovely housekeeper. It's been with us forever. She's our nanny now. I mean, she's straight up family. And, um, she called my wife and she's like, I don't feel that good. I, I don't, I don't think I should come in. And, and my wife's like, yeah, of course not. Of course not. Um, we, we've got a doctor we'll take you to and we'll get you tested because, you know, we through all these years of sort of pseudo fame i bet i know some of these beverly hills yeah. high connection ear nose and throat guys that get us up on stage you know yeah. what i mean i'm gonna put a steroid shot right there mark you might not you <laughs> might i'll get you through tonight but you're not singing for two weeks um <laughs> those guys um so the, he had a real quick turnaround for a covid test and uh my wife went took her there and 
My wife's like, why don't I just get tested too? I'm here. Why not? You know? So she had no symptoms. Um, uh, our housekeeper had a little bit of symptoms. They both get tested. Boom. Call back six hours later, both positive for COVID. Holy shit. Now, the mental game is really gnarly when you get COVID. And I'll tell you why. Because B, you don't know what the hell you're in for. No. And I immediately called that doctor that I'm talking about. I go, bro, my wife's got it. I mean, what's going on? I, I need to know. What do I do? How do I? He goes, it's a shit show. I go, yeah, no, I got that. I know it's a shit show. I know it's crazy. I go, I go what do I do? He goes, it's a shit show. Everybody reacts differently. I don't know what's going to happen, Mark. I can give you some ideas, but wow. it's it, it, it's a completely subjective disease that does what it wants. I have marathon runners that came in here and died three days later from it. I'm like, ouch. And he goes, and I've had pre-existing condition, 93-year-old ladies come in here and never have any symptoms. Wow. So now I'm freaking out. I'm like, well, well should I get tested? I'm asking all these dumb questions. It's my wife, you know, that, yeah. that I had sex with seven weeks ago. I better get tested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit. shot. Sorry, I had to. So I, uh, uh -huh. I, I, I go, I better go get tested. And I was feeling a little sick. Now, not I'm not I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm not I'm not in my own head. But I was feeling a little down. You know, I'm just, I just wasn't my. When I don't want to work out, I know I'm sick. Yeah. And I was just sitting there work out. You know, so I go, I'll go get tested too. So I went over to get tested. He and he hits me back at like one o'clock in the morning. Negative. I'm negative. I go. How is that? Pot? He goes. It's a shit show. I go. I know. You already told me that. So the now testing is kind of off too. And no, I know it just, yeah. it, it, it's not really off. It's yeah. just nothing is guaranteed with this disease, man. Okay. It's crazy. So my wife is quarantined. Obviously the housekeeper is quarantined and she's starting to go into some symptoms. Now my wife has none. And now I'm Mr. Mom. I'm, you know, I'm cleaning now up at six in the morning. I mean, I've, I've always helped out a lot, so yeah. I know what to do, but it's just gnarly. My kids are on me and there's just, you know, they can't see mom. So now I'm getting all that mom energy and, and it was fun <laughs> for the first day. Like, Hey, ho. And then, and I'm starting to get a little bit sicker and sicker. And I start telling my wife that. And she's like, oh, you're just being a baby. You know, it's because you see all the work I'm doing now. And I'm like, God, you're mean. You know, because yeah. uh, I'm totally nursing her and all that. But now she's starting to get some symptoms now. Okay. She's getting fevers and stuff. Um, nothing too bad. She's just a little achy and stuff. Uh, and then um, and then I'm uh, about three days later, I'm really achy. I'm waking up with cold sweats. You know, I Damn. know I'm sick. I go, I know I'm sick. I'm going, I'm back to that doctor. I don't care. I'm sick. She goes, you're not sick. You just, you know, it's just, you're just, you're tired of doing this. It's a hard job, you know? So I go to the doctor, I get tested again. And I've never been more happy to have COVID in my life. Wow. I went home and I went, bam, I texted her the text I got. I go, see? So now I'm quarantined. Holy my wife is quarantined. Shit. And she's she's got a fever. She she does she likes to let her fever go. She doesn't like to take yeah. Tylenol. And she never got higher than 102. She had a couple really bad days where she was achy, couldn't really get out of bed. Uh, and then she she lost her taste uh, taste nose okay. and all that. Lost that. And then then she she started coming out of it. And now I'm in the throes of it. Okay. I'm hardcore. Um, never had any breathing problems. Thank God. I think it's because I do so much cardio. Yeah. I really do. My lungs were fighting hard. And I was doing cardio during during the throws when I was in it. Okay. So I think I was fighting it because I was dragging my ass on there, but I was doing it. I go, I'm sweating it out. Yeah, because yeah. I'm either going because when I get sick, I go, I'm either going to beat this up or it's a real sickness, you know? Yeah. And so I was kind of doing that with the COVID. So I think that helped me a lot because I never really had, thank God, any breathing difficulties. My our, our nanny ended up going to the hospital twice because she did have breathing difficulties. Wow. They sent her right back home. They're like, you don't want to be here. You don't want to be an intubator. 
intubated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So go home, fight it, you know, but just, they gave her like a steroid and blah, blah, blah. So she hit a little hard on us. My wife finally came out of it. She was able to like take care of me. I was sequestered for a couple of days. I tell you this, Toby, I never got so sick or if I had a gig that night that I wouldn't have played it. Mm-hmm. I would have played it. We all know the show must go on. Yeah. You know, um, so, but I was beaten up. It felt like one day someone was just, you know, speed bagging every organ just I achy, have. Just achy. Ache, oh, just, but I've never, every organ achy, you know? So lucky we got out of it. And for like a week after, I was feeling really low energy, super low energy. Uh, finally, we tested, we tested negative, got the antibodies and all that. So, you know, we ended up, you know, going through it. Wasn't it, it was a terrible, terrible flu for us, you know? Okay. By the grace of God, my son got it. Never had any symptoms. Holy shit. My daughter never got it. Wow. And man. she lived in a petri dish of COVID 19, just yeah. being in our house. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. And, and we had to deal with her and like feed her, even though we had our mask. We had to do something. You know, we couldn't let just a 10 year old run wild Holy home alone around the house. It was stressful for the kids, too, when you both had it. You know, my son was so fortnighting out, he didn't even care. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. As long as he didn't have any symptoms, he was fine, you know. Yeah. But, but no but no crazy fever for you, nothing like that. No, no. I was Tylenol, dude. I'm not afraid to take a Tylenol yeah. like this up. So I never got higher than 101. Uh, and I wasn't pressing it. I didn't want to go to 104 and go, I got to go to the hospital now, you know. So I was, if the Tylenol wasn't working, then I would have gone. But no, lose of, like losing your smell or nothing like that since? No, I lost I lost that too. Yeah, definitely oh, wow. lost my, my taste, smell, which is really strange. Wow. Um, and it, you lose it. You don't even notice you lose it, and you're like, I, I, I can't taste this. It's very weird. It's a very it's a weird, strange disease. And how long does that last? Uh, and that lasts, last, that lasted three days for us. Okay. For us, and then another week of just being kind of lethargic and lazy, and then and we got, we got through it, thank God. And then our, our nanny, you know, she recovered fine, and, and everything's cool. But you know, it's real, it's gnarly, and you, you. you we were as safe as we could be. Yeah. You know, I, I think our nannies went to one get together where there was five people there, and there was. 10 people there instead and i believe that's how she got it you know mm. that's how we got it for sure because you have to call all your friends and go guess what remember <laughs> we came over to the pool with the kids you know and you're like, oh my god so did was, they call your house to the contract tracing no one ever called okay which is so weird it's good to know which makes me know that the numbers are what the numbers are for you know what i mean because we never got called and we went to one of those highfalutin doctors you know mm. I'm glad so, you survived it, man. I appreciate that, man. And so am I, you know, I mean, it's, uh, what, what is the scariest thing for me was the mental thing, not knowing what's yeah. going to happen, not knowing how long it's going to last. You know, look, I, I like to think I'm a young man, but I'm 52, you know, once yeah. you, you, know, you're, you're, you, I don't know if like, does that mean my organs can't fight as hard? It's just that the mental thing was really gnarly, man. Yeah. I'm super grateful. We got through it. All right. And I, I hopefully we're done, you know, but I've heard of people getting it again. Yeah. Yeah. So. I heard about this kid who got it like twice in like 48. I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I read something yesterday. Some young kid got it twice. In 48 hours? You said? Uh, not 48 hours. Maybe it was 40. I don't know. Maybe, I, fuck who fucking. This is so much shit I'm reading. Nobody got 40, it twice. Yeah. 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 First time was fine. Second time really knocked him out. Great. I mean, I, I mean, but I think what you beat it, you beat it. Who knows, man, what that even is. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, you know, what's the weirdest thing is this pain. It's political too. It's like, now it's, it is. Uh, it's so bizarre how, how, how that works, you know? Um, it's a real disease, man. I was like happy to jump on and let people know. Yeah. You know, I love thing you is, did that. This thing is real. I want you to take care of yourselves, be safe. You know, we were safe as could be, man. You know, it was safe as could be, you know, we weren't going places and, and uh, we got it, you know. So because well, she saw somebody else and brought that back, kind of. She, right? she, yeah. she is super responsible. She's a family yeah. member. She goes, "I'm going to get together." If she had like 
three family members and two other people. She told us about it. Let yeah. us know. She it turns out like 10 other people came. We really didn't Damn. know. And she, she was super, she left, you know, quickly and it just happened that easy, you know? So, yeah, I'm sure she felt bad and it's not her fault. Well, she, yeah. Yeah. She felt terrible, you know, but she's, she's family. So it's not even, it's not even a thing. Yeah. You know, final question. Top five. You have a top five, anything. Top five artists, top five, so many top five inspirations, any bands or anything. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh, not necessarily in this order. Okay, I'd have to put uh, the Sex Pistols, yes, the, the Beastie Boys, ooh, um, uh, the Cult, I, I, great I, band. I, I, I love the Cult, uh, the Beach Boys, and um, Guns N' Roses. Wow, man, the first record, man, incredible. Try man. and touch that as a day. Try and touch that as the greatest hits. Yeah, I, I'll take your band's greatest hits, and I don't mean anybody here. Any band's greatest hits versus Appetite for Destruction. No, that's man. a great point, man. And still like one of the highest selling records, too. Of, of course. I mean, it's just that, that gnarly record. I like your top five rapper thing. You know, yeah. my, my favorite rapper of all time, MC Ren. Wow, man. Nobody I, ever mentions him in the fucking I top five. Love his voice, his tone, wow, his man. attitude. He feels like he's going to get through your speaker and punch you in the face. The, <laughs> the, long, the way he delivers is, you know, yeah. and the DOC I love too. Back DOC is great. We listen to DOC a lot. Yeah. DOC is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Love the DOC. It's a, it's a bummer. It's sad because he was supposed to be, yeah, he, he was the guy. He was next. And fucked his throat yeah. up, whatever. You know, the grand finale. I mean, that song is, yeah. the, that's the best of NWA and DOC right yeah. there. It's so Derek, Derek turned me on to that song a couple months ago. We working out, listening to it. It's a great song. I didn't even knew that song. That great song. song. Grand every finale. lyric. Like they were just topping each other. Everyone that came in. Ice Cube's killing it. Then Ren kills it. Oh. Did you ever like, like Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul? Oh God, yes. I love Wu-Tang. that. I love Wu-Tang. I love, I love Mess Voice. I love, um, yeah. a Cool Modi. I, I love great LA cool Sunshine. Modi. I love the old school stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, rock him. You know, I Best. mean, it's just you can't even. It, that's One of the fucking greatest. Everlast, yeah, man. Everlast. I, I talk about an underrated MC. His lyrics, yeah, are uh, some of the some of the best lyrics. I mean, Everlast, super underrated uh, MC. I mean, I, I know I he's say huge, so too. Yeah, but but, so but too. he's huge for what people know. Yeah. But what people don't know, man, as a lyricist and a lot of his acoustic solo stuff, this guy's got man. some Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash depth to it man really yeah you such know? a wide range for him talent. definitely definitely um yeah man we fucking covered a lot we do two hours and 44 minutes that was not two hours and 44 minutes yeah man oh my god bored the shit out of your <laughs> listeners. no you did this is incredible <laughs> um yeah I, I, I would say that yeah man you fucking lived your dreams you've kept the pma your whole career you've never quit you believed in yourself always you try different things you live life to the fullest man you've been through like are you sober now no, I okay. will have I will have a drink. You know, yeah. I, I like my Jameson every now and then. Um, you know, I, it, there's been problems in the past. I've had with things, but yeah, no, I I I've finally learned how to drink like a gentleman, Toby. If will, if that's even yeah, possible, yeah, no, that's you true. Know? yeah, yeah. I should be probably, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I forgot Frank Grillo said what he drinks. I don't know. It was like some fancy wine. Like he doesn't do anything else except for this one thing he does now. Yeah, everybody, he, everybody has. He's, he's the coolest guy in the world. Of yeah. course he does. Everybody has their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, listen, that, that's the way I look at it. Um, yeah, I'm an Irishman too. So yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's in my DNA, man. There's a long list, a long lane of green <laughs> Irish tears behind the mistakes I made drinking. Wait, but here you are, and you're alive, and you will have an awesome family and a wife, and well, still doing what you love, and you guys are still here. The band never broke up. Yeah, and I, I'm Toby. I'm super grateful to be on this podcast, and you bring a lot of joy to a lot of people and a lot of knowledge. You know, uh, thank you. Listening to Jimmy uh, 
Jimmy G. Yeah, Gestapo. Jimmy G was awesome, man. That's why I first, first found out Murphy's Law because I'm such a Beastie Boys fan. Mm. I heard they were opening up for Beastie Boys. Wow. And I went, who's Murphy's Law? I need to know this. And I bought that first self-titled. Holy shit, Crucial man. Barbecue. And, Damn, uh, bro. A Day in the Life and all that stuff. And I'm like, I love, and then I loved his whole personality. He's an incredible front man. No, One of the greatest the, frontmen of all best. time, man. You say he's a stand-up comic. He is. Yeah, yeah He's man. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy G's the best. Shout out yeah. to Jimmy Gestapo, man. Yeah. But just getting back to you real quick, Toby. It's just a pleasure, man. You just bring, you bring joy and a positivity that's so much needed. And uh, you, you, you just raise the flag hardcore for what you do, man. So I appreciate you. Thank you, man. I'm glad we reconnected, man. Me this, too, this man. Awesome, man. I've Stoked. Seen you, I've seen you in years, man. But it's a new, but it's crazy when you come from the kind of the same. We come from the same world, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and those worlds eventually will lead to each other. You know? Yeah. So people listen to the podcast and they'll be like, if they see the photo of Mark McGrath, like, yeah, motherfucker, he comes from where we come from. That's why I loved having, um, I will, I am on here because he came from like the Warp Tour and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and like, of course, we all cross paths throughout our careers. We go to where we come from. We all on the same path, you know what I mean? It's absolutely. It's important to know that. And it's it's just music and it's 12 notes and it's how you rap it. And you know, it's people ask about guilty pleasures, man. I, I don't have any. Me I either. love music. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid to tell the world I love Coldplay and Katy Perry. I have an Adele tattoo. Yeah. I fucking love Madonna tattoo. I fucking love all that shit. You know of what course. I mean? I love pop music. That's great. It's, it's good stuff, you and know? I, I feel like you can't be in one genre and only listen to one genre. Well, it's funny. I used to listen to The Damned, Sex Pistols, you know, uh, you know, the, the Clash and 999, and that was that, that was that defined me. And then someone broke my heart, an air supply song started making sense. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. You know? Dude, music, music music's so powerful, man. It's the best, dude. And that's why we miss it, the live stuff. I'm, I'm, you I know, know I man. Just, I miss hearing it live. I miss having my wig blown back, you know? So there's a reggae band that plays by my brother Todd. You know my brother Todd, too. He's in the yeah, Osprey of course. now. Yeah, of he course. told me to say hi. By his house over, over the hill over there in the valley, there's a reggae band called Jaw Gun. They play every Saturday for free in their front yard. Everybody comes social distance and dance in the streets. They do covers of Jimmy Cliff and Bob Marley. And we went this Saturday and Bujah Banton was there. No. Just, just there, like singing, performing in this freaking cul-de-sac. It was amazing, man. I'm hit you up about it. It's reggae. It's outside. People have their kids in the streets. It's super posy vibes, man. That's insane. Yeah. Did he do some songs? He did. His wife was singing some of his songs. And the thing about this COVID thing, my brother never knew that was his neighbor until this shit happened. All of a sudden, his neighbor's playing reggae. And now they're good friends. You don't realize who's on your block until everybody's out in the streets and trying to do creative things. And That's so awesome. Yeah, so like my brother performs with him and plays oh, a couple dude. songs. Hit and me up. I'd love to just come by and yeah, say hello. It's a really good vibe, man. He's got that gruff voice, man, you know? When we, we, we pulled up, we're like, holy shit. Bujah Banton's here in fucking in the valley. <laughs> but that's the shit that's happening now because the cool people are trying to be more creative and do shit like that's that. That's great. And keep it up, man. The creative people, the creative uh, talent will rise, man, for is, sure. Is there one thing you learned during this thing besides being the something you taught yourself during the lockdown or something that you changed in yourself? You know what is weird? I, I learned it in Big Brother What was patience. And because when I was in that house, you're in there with no news, no TV. No internet, no nothing. That sounds wonderful right now. Well, you're, but it's kind of it prepared me for this. Just it slowed me down. Like when when planes are delayed, I'm like, big deal. Before I was like, oh my god, calling my wife. Can you believe? Oh my god, and she's like, I don't want to hear this stuff. You know, and and so I just it made me settle down, dial in, and go. Okay, I'm gonna get to know. I'm really gonna you know just enjoy this time with my kids because I'm gone so much. You know. Yeah, that's another and, thing. You really test your relationships when you're on this lockdown, without a doubt. Because we're always coming and going. My wife's like, the reason why we've been married 25 years is because you leave and then you come back. We get to miss each other. But now, like. You're on top of each other. Right. That's a right, real challenge, right. too, and, making and, it through and, it. And you have to learn to connect to that, and you're going to get each other's nerves, but you have to learn how to get back, too, you know? So, I mean, that's that's been uh, that's that's what been a blessing, connecting with my wife and my kids. Yeah. 
well, fuck, one day we're going to play music. Maybe there'll be a Sugar Ray Separator H2O show somewhere. That'd be I fucking, love it. That'd be fucking crazy. Are you guys crazy. coming to Royal Machines, man? Like, I've, got you guys almost, I've got you guys almost con- uh, committing to it. Almost. I yeah, I'm, I'm down. It'd be fun to do something like that. Just play, to play with Josh Freeze is a treat, man. That yeah, he's fucking... He's playing like with Devo now or something. He plays with Devo, Vandals, Weezer, Sublime, Sting. He's Sting's drummer. Oh, that's right, man. Imagine being Sting's drummer. That's you right. You know how good you have to be? And Tool, maybe? He he was in tour for the other per, band, Perfect tool. Circle. Perfect, Perfect Circle, Circle yeah. yeah. He's been in. He was in Guns N' Roses for a second. Oh, that's he's right, been man. In everything, man. He's just a great guy, a great drummer. Well, thank you for coming, giving thank me you, your time, and sharing your life with me today, and talking. And it's great to catch up with you. And all the best to you, my friend. Absolute pleasure, dude. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for Toby. listening, everybody. Oh, what can they find? Which oh, which Instagram? Oh, uh, my Instagram's uh, at the real Mark McGrath. And I know that's cheesy. I'm sorry. At the real Mark McGrath. Um, Check out his robe chats. They're awesome. Yeah, little robe chats. Get up in the morning, have a coffee that you know learn drink. Uh, and hit me up. And also, at, um, I'm also on Twitter at Mark underscore McGrath. So love to hear from you guys. Awesome, man. Thank you, Thank Toby. you brother. Peace. Appreciate it. Yeah, check. Microphone check. A man who respects other people's time. I Hi. love that. <laughs> I love that. Yo, long time no speak. Um, we're back on the too long, brother. Way too long. <laughs> We're back on the podcast. I appreciate. It. So we spent three hours together, longer than I, I could talk to you all day. But um, there was a couple. I feel the same way, dude. I feel I, the same way. I felt like we barely scratched the surface, and I wanted to ask you so many things. It's just you know, I think it's the beginning of a friendship. So a hundred percent. Me too. I agree. Um, three three questions left, and the first one yeah. was I didn't even ask you yesterday. Where did the name Sugar Ray come from? Sugar Ray came from uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. I'm a huge, wow. huge, yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard. Believe it or not, I'm a huge boxing fan. And we were originally called the Shrinky Dinks. Yep. Okay. Now, the Shrinky Dinks are a toy. I don't know if you remember or if you're old enough to remember, but they were this toy, this crazy toy you would cut into little plastic shapes. Yep. And then you would put them in a scalding hot oven as a child and watch them kind of you know, turn into this little weird plastic creature. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I do remember how, those. Remember, and I, I don't know how an oven figured into a child's toy somehow, but that was the 70s. It was a, <laughs> a, it was a different vibe back then. So we got signed as the Shrinky Dinks. And when yeah. Atlantic Records heard about that, they go, oh, that's great. You're the Shrinky Dinks. That's fantastic. Here's our licensing deal. It's a million dollars a year. You need to sell this many units. And then we get this percentage. We're like, Oh my God! We we found our, we learned our first lessons about trademarks, Damn. and we went. You know what? I think we'll call our twelve fans and let them know we're changing our name, <laughs> so there won't be any confusion. I, just, I I always you know kind of used to just abuse the the band with my sports references. You know, we have a yeah. song called Iron Mike about Mike yeah, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. We wrote a song called Dr. J. I mean, all these crazy things. And so um, I, I convinced him on Sugar Ray because to me it was my first sports memory. Sugar Ray Leonard winning the 76 Olympics was just in Montreal. Was When I was living back east, actually, in Connecticut, yeah. it was so it was so just indelible in my brain. So I just thought, how about Sugar Ray, man? It's like a piece of Americana. It's kind of like Ford. It's, it's, a, it's a big brand. It's, it's a big, strong name. It could be like a pimp on a street, like in Cleveland. And they kind of they kind of bought that so i think again like with most band, band names toby it was yeah. the one that everybody hated the least at the end of the day no it's a great name and i, no, I should have thought about that sugar ray that's fucking pretty simple to think about it's awesome yeah well because now well, you know, no one looks at me like i'm some kind of fighter you know what i mean yeah. i'm the biggest pussy you know but Stop. i uh, i 
I love the pugilistic skills. I love MMA. Mm-hmm. I love watching boxing my whole life. So uh, I've just been a fan, and I was able to. Uh, but you know what's the craziest thing, Toby? Sugar Ray Leonard never trademarked the name. Oh, wow. Never trademarked the name. And for like the last couple of years, his his legal team has been trying to say, hey, man, can we uh, can we just, you know, you know, uh, use the sugar aid, uh, you know, can you, can we buy it off you or, you know, can, because, you know, he wants to go out and do some live performances and stuff. And we go, dude, he can use sugar Ray Leonard all day. You know, there's no problem yeah. there. I, I, I'm a huge yeah. fan, but like, you know, all we've got is our trademark, you know, we, yeah. and we went through a legal battle with some of the ex members. So, you know, I know how valuable and expensive it is to keep. So we're like, bro, totally. I will never come after you, Sugar Ray Leonard. I named my band after you, but I can't give you my <laughs> trademark, bro. I can't give you my trademark That's as much as I love you. Yeah. yeah, it was really crazy. Um, And then another one, do you remember your first show? Because one of my closest friends told me yesterday, he booked your first show in New York at the Wetlands. That's the absolute truth, too. That's awesome. the absolute truth. Great venue. Who, who was who 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 was the guy that booked? I forgive me. Who was the guy that did it? He's my friend. J- my friend Jake. Uh, he books all the shows. Okay. Now he books like boat shows where like hardcore bands and punk bands play on a boat around Manhattan. He's been booking shows. Awesome. Since, yeah, a great, great human. So that's awesome. Small and world. Wet, wet, wetlands was such a great band. I think I think I've got to mention Danny Diablo's guy. I got to kind of know over social media, and I love that. That's dude. my brother, I mean, man. We, yeah, he's the greatest dude. Dude, he sent me all this merch from, uh, you know, uh, Force Five Records and yeah, Scarhead. You know, <laughs> and just awesome. the, the nicest. I mean, I just love that dude, that's man. So I, cool, I love man. your podcast you did. But they had played like the night before. I think it was Crown of Thorns. Or yeah. the scar had, I'm not sure was there and they were just saying how crazy the show was there was still blood on the floor <laughs> we're like Holy what shit. are we doing man we gotta get out of New York but oh my yeah, God, Wetlands, Wetlands was one of the first shows we played um, Great but the first, the first gig I ever saw bro I remember going to was the Go-Go's and Adam Ant and, wow. and that that was at the forum and that might have to do something with us covering uh, Stand and Deliver yes. on our floored record that we talked about yeah. you know that's and a great first first show. Was, wow. Yeah, right. And and the Gogos were, you know, Gogos have such a punk rock background. Totally. The pedigree is, is, is people don't really realize that because you know they became like the the Shirelles. You know, they became the biggest pop band in the world. Yeah. But I mean, they used to stay, stay at the Canterbury. They were there during the Mass days. They, they you know, they're a real part of the of the whole uh, history of uh, certainly Los Angeles punk rock. Uh, yeah. Something in the air. And I'm like, what's that pungent smell to my sister? And she's like, don't worry about it. You know, that <laughs> was my first smell of, my first smell of weed in my life. So oh my uh, God. Yeah, the, that was my first show, man. The new, the, the, that go-go's doc that's out right now is incredible on Netflix. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so, it's so good. good. Man. It's crazy. You know Carlisle about- didn't write any of the songs. That shit's crazy. It's insane, dude. And like you can see, I, we, we, you and I talked about it yesterday. Yeah, man. When 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 someone writes the songs and say, and she accidentally saw one, I think Charlotte Charlotte's checks at Word. the manager's office, yeah. and it was for like a million bucks. And she's like, "What?" Yeah. You know. So publishing, I don't care how close you are, and they're like, "Oh, are still together." Basically, the original members. Yeah, so like, totally. You know, they they were able to survive that, but you know, money rears its ugly head. I don't care how mm-hmm. or what you started from, man, it, it changes the dynamic, dude. It just does. And hopefully you can get through to the other side, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. And the final one is that we, so yesterday my boy's like, Oh yeah, Mark, did you ask him about this? I'm like, what are you talking about? Then he showed me a picture and then I immediately texted you last night. So, you know, and I know we both Madonna fans. Um, 
I have a Madonna portrait. We covered Like a Prayer. Guy Oseri tried signing us, came to see us at the um, CBGB's at the showcase, and then, and then, um, and then end up not signing us. And they went with somebody else who was more harder. I think it was not Nickelback. No, who, did, who did they sign instead of us? It was somebody who was like more like rock appeal. Anyway. Was it, was it, uh, was it Candlebox? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They came to our showcase, yeah. Ready to Man. Guy Oseri saw us play CBs. It was a sick show. And then we got later on, finally chose them. Anyway, it was exciting because I love Madonna. Met her a couple times. She was trying to sign Rancid. Met her at CBGB's once at the Cypress Hill show. Have a tattoo. Ended up being a Madonna coffee table book I have in my house. A story about Insane. me meeting. Yeah. So like, and there's a lot there. So then when I find out yesterday, like supposedly you dated Madonna. Yeah. The, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest rumor of all time that I have never once Never once tried to dispel. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to say? No. That So I never said yes or no. I was super coy about it. This was back in like 97, 98. And ironically, it's the same night that Sugar Day video went down. If, if you're familiar with that uh, brilliant okay. piece of work. Okay. Um, so what happened was, you know, Madonna, legend. We all love her. You love, love her. her. I love her. Um, you know. This is about 9607, no internet, no cell phones. And the only entertainment sort of vehicles were the rags, the tabloids, or the you know the news programs, the extras, yeah. the uh, entertainment tonights. So Madonna was like one of the only superstars that, you know, you know, uh, paparazzi followed around. They followed totally. her. They followed her. They followed Mike, Mike, Michael Jackson. They followed, you know. Uh, Brad Pitt, but that you know, yeah. there, there wasn't like it is say where like you know TikTok, you, you know, there's like TikTok paparazzi out in front of like Boa or something. YouTubers, totally, everything. Totally, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, yeah. totally different animal back then. And so not only there was a bunch of paparazzi, there was a bunch of just kind of hangarounders and creeps and vibers and all this weird yeah. stuff. So she was having a party, and Madonna, all she rolls with her gay dancers and all that. They roll thick, and they're all all rad, charismatic, and colorful, and fun. Yeah, and you know, um, so we were kind of hanging in the club. I know Gaio's theory, so that was kind of the way I got in there. Fly it hit, so I was kind of getting invited to the parties for the cool. first time. And celebrities all brand new for me, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting with Madonna. And we're kind of hanging out. And first of all, I'm like, I can't believe I'm hanging out with Madonna. And we're, we're kind of flirt, flirting a little bit, you know, doing our little thing. And you know, I, I was the I was the hot shit for one five second period. People magazine sexiest rock star. We know that. Yes. Of '98, bro. '98. <laughs> I don't want to brag. I don't want to. <laughs> I got to get that tattooed now. That'd be fucking crazy. Got it, bro. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, so, so I, you know, so we're sitting there and, and, you know, I saw some of the guys in that were kind of uh, with the paparazzi and the other, like, you know, group of individuals inside the bar. So Madonna goes, listen, we walk in my car, you know, it's a little crazy. And I go, of course I will. You know, I think I'm all tough. It's about two 30 in the morning now. And I'm lit, dude. I mean, yeah. I know you don't drink, but. I'm Jameson out and probably a few other things out. Yeah. And I'm I'm walking to her car and uh, you know, there's a bunch of people, Madonna, ba ba ba, you know, and then people are yelling and screaming and trying to get autographs. And I'm like, I've never experienced this before in my life, Toby. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what superstardom is. Oh, and I you know, I'm kind of feeling myself and I'm walking with Madonna, you know, and I take her to her car and she's very savvy. So she gave me like a kiss on the cheek and I put her in the car and wow. I, I go, that was it, you know? Yeah. And so um, it's kind of, there's kind of two parts. So that, so I walked back and, and as soon as she got in the car and left, all of a sudden the vitriol and the bullying and this insanity started like 
people started, you know, dropping F bombs and some of the, uh, of the gay folks that were worth it were getting a little intimidated and running back in wow. the crowd. And it was just getting bullied, dude. Like, look, I, I just, I hate bullying. I hate all that. I yeah. hate using the word gay as meaning less than. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Homophobia always really took the core bothered me, man. Yeah, you know, truly, truly, truly. And so I, I was laying in the cut. I'm like, God, this sucks, man. God, what, what, what bummer. I guess that's what it's like to be a superstar. And so some, some dude who was in the bar that night just goes, hey, sugar gay. You know, I just kind of had enough. And mm. I was just drunk and stupid enough to react like the biggest moron loser tough guy i mean you can see why i'm not a tough guy i, I did not even know what to say i'm like dude i'm gonna pinch your nipples off your face or something i didn't know what to, i didn't know what to say so it led me yeah. this whole weird thing but somehow toby as life has gone on that this guy who i kind of was like you know just yelling at he's become he stayed 12 years old and i you know it, it'll say like mark mcgrath yells at 11 year old but that kid was in the club that night so oh if that God, was where man. that kind of video came from but the other part about the Madonna thing, um, you know, I'm going to have to kind of go back in history here. The next night, like in 98 or whenever that was, uh, Entertainment uh, Tonight, Extra, uh, Access Hollywood was like, Ricky Martin's out, Mark McGrath in, Madonna's new boy toy, Cena leaving, you know. And so, like, there, there's where the rumor started. And, dude, I got to see him a few more times in places. And we'd see, hang out and put on takes pictures. And she's very savvy. I wasn't getting in the way of this thing at all. So yeah. I never... I never said yes or no, dude. I never commented. This is the best rumor ever. But now that's gone away so long, you know, nothing ever happened. We're homies. We're friends. I love guy. I get to go to that really cool party once a year after the Oscars up at their at their spot. The Madonna and guy have. Oh wow, that's cool, man. Just good people. But yeah, you know, I'm gonna be your date. I'm gonna be your date. I'm gonna be your date next year for that oh um, I, I, dude absolutely <laughs> i would love to have you show me because you're the tattoo guy yeah, to her, probably, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. For sure, yeah um so i want so to so that's say, the case yeah that, that's the case of never letting the truth get in the way of a good story yeah, right there I mean, that's you a sick I mean? story that's like i wonder how much they sold that photo for they must have sold that photo for so much money madonna you oh yeah oh my god dude Dude, he was in all the, first of all, they had video of it, so they sold video of entertainment tonight, they sold to Extra, all those things, and then it was in Us Weekly and all these things, and news moved slower then, the cycle was a lot longer, yeah. so, you know, th- those magazines were up there for a week, you know, I was being super coy about it. Were people hitting you up? People hitting you up like crazy? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, you kidding, dude? Because, you know, she's the biggest superstar in the world, yeah. dude, I'm just starting to take a sniff up there, like, in the top ten, like, this yeah. And people are like, God damn. I and mean, you know, people I knew from high school when we used to like dress as Duran Duran and the girls are dressed as Madonna are calling me going, Oh my god, you know, people are <laughs> to do. Are you kidding me? Because um, they thought I was dating her. They thought we were dating, you know, crazy. which added a whole other layer to and it. She doesn't crazy, care. Bro. She doesn't care about rumors like that either. She'll she'll roll it too, probably. She doesn't care. You know what I mean? Oh, like, she doesn't yeah. give a shit. She knows yeah. exactly. She's the most savvy human being I have yeah. ever had the pleasure of knowing in my yeah. life. She knows every bit of what's gonna happen happen nothing's contrived everything's real but she knows what's the outcome of every move she makes yeah. really she's hey yeah. bro you're not relevant for four you know for four decades without being incredibly smart and savvy as well as talented 100 you know? my brother told me today he was at a private event at irving plaza where you guys played and i guess you were really drunk and you came on stage and said something about madonna kind of hinted you got something like just a joke or something he was there he told me that today it's pretty cool well, yeah, I was I was blacked out. I shouldn't even on stage that night. <laughs> um, I think I said, yeah, I think I said really something stupid that, that uh, yeah, that, that definitely perpetuated that whole thing. 
that was uh that was all part of you know someone says you're going to madonna you you ride that thing until mm-hmm. someone proves you're not going out with her you yeah know? that's pretty correct that's pretty I'm, I'm glad we talked about that because yeah when i heard the yes i was like oh my god how did i come i didn't know this oh my god like that's a big deal, man. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring it up because you brought her up and I knew you were such a huge fan. Yeah. And I mean, we, were just, we were just going 100 miles an hour and talking about so much, so much fun things that I just I forgot to even uh, even circle back and, to and it. Then, and, then if, and then if you really had got with it, we would never talked about it online, but I would have definitely came to your house today and asked all kinds of questions off the podcast. Uh, Dude, I, I do that. No problem, man. Oh, no my worries. God, dude. If that, you really no, look, dude, crazy. I'm an open book. I know. I appreciate I was talking about you too, my friends, like how honest you are, humble. You're not, you're not afraid to be yourself. You don't give a fuck what people think. You're always done you. And that, that's, it's really it's really inspiring, man. It's really, um, I don't know. I just, I have a whole newfound respect for you because I've met you many times throughout my life or whatever. But just hanging out with you yesterday, just bonding with you like that and hearing your story. I've, I have a whole nother, you're on a different level for me now. And I really, and I was texting Everlast about yesterday. And yeah, I just, I had who else? I texted Dick yesterday and said he said some good things about him. So yeah, man, I feel like now now you're fucking now we're chilling, bro. Now we can't wait to hang out with you again. You know, it's awesome. Well, that warms my heart, Toby. Truly, because I, I felt the same way about you. Like you know, and we've met a few times, you know, on passing ships yeah. and that type thing. But like to really sit down and listen to your podcast and just hear what you were about. My God, that guy is really deep and what a great listener and what a great storyteller. And and you seem to have you have so much love in you, dude, and so much positivity that. I'm just attracted to that source. You know Thank what I'm you, saying? Man. It's Thank just, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have. And, and dude, I, I was on a, just after I left your, your, your thing, I forgot I had like a three o'clock, you know, a zoom meeting yeah. with this dude and he's, he's kind of working for TikTok now. And his name's Brian, Brian Frank. It's a friend for, of mine. He texted me yesterday. Yes. In the nicest ever. And I'm like, I go, dude, I just barely made this. I just got off a podcast. And he goes, which one? I go, oh, you probably might not know the dude. You know, uh, he's, he's in a band called H2O. And I thought it would end right there. He goes, Toby? I go, yeah. He goes, this wow. is my best friend. <laughs> so the nicest guy in the world, too. Yeah, what Brian Frank goes he back. Is. He's worked with, like, Fu Manchu, Blink, everybody, man. Like, he, he he's, he's, been, he's, a New York, he's a New Yorker, man. Yeah, he's fucking... Yeah, man. But he's so down to earth and he's so chill and, and, and a baller too, dude. You know, yeah, so and super humble. He was involved in like starting like Beats Music with Trent Reznor over there. Like he's done a lot of shit, man. He's he's official, man, for sure. That, he texted me yesterday. He was super psyched. Like such a small world, you know. Crazy dude. Imagine that. And then he was saying he worked the first shit ever. He was working at Atlantic. So I just thought so. He told me that yesterday. Yeah. Like the corn tour. He was at the Irving Plaza show or something. He said, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That went, there was, you know, that that's that's the earth talking, my friend. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's man. that's people connecting, you know. Well fuck man. What did Everlast say when you hit him up, dude? What did I, he, I told, he, so he was saying good things. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like he's like, that's my dude. He says, Yeah, he sent me some text yesterday. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's interesting. He, he, you know, everlasting. He can get in a mood every now and then. You know what I mean? So yeah, to catch him on the perfect wave, like yeah, he's all no, right. he you know, know no, he knows, no, he's like that's my dude. Like you guys, so you guys go back uh, and stuff those tours. He said we talked about the tour and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we, we go back far. Now, I just like I said, I'm, I just you know, it's weird when you such a fan of someone and you become a friend. You know, it's I know, such a dude. crazy, crazy thing, and the guy just delivers and and yeah. to see him become a dad and what he's gone through and uh, you know really yeah. hats off to that dude. Well, fuck, man, Mark. Thank you so much again. Day two on the podcast this is gonna be like the long. Now it's over three hours for sure. So I might just drop the whole fucking thing on Monday, or maybe I do part one and two. Who knows? But uh, I'm excited. Just let, let, yeah, yeah, me too, brother. I'm really excited to be part of it. Let me know, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do well. Try to move a little needle I can on my end. No, I appreciate that. Now, 
I'll be in touch off the podcast to get up with you and get some food and all that stuff soon for sure. That's, that's, I would love that, man. It sounds like a plan. Thank you for being an open book and being honest and telling these stories and giving me your time on this podcast. And I think the listeners are going to be, I, I think they're going to be like me when I was telling my friends today about like my conversation with you. It, it, people m- maybe only know Mark McGrath in a certain way or a time or, you know what I'm saying? But just having the conversation you in 2020 and knowing your whole story and everything and your roots being coming from the same world I'm coming from all that. It's, it's really cool. And I think people would be pleasantly surprised, man. I really do. Well, I really, I really hope so. And I appreciate you. And a, they don't fuck them. To do it. I had a great time and I love you. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not my podcast. No, I feel the same way, dude. You yeah. know, but I, people do have a preconception about me and, and I understand yeah. that, you know, I, I've done a lot of lame things. I understand that, but I, I sometimes when I am fortunate enough to get on a podcast and certainly one is, you know, as cool as yours is sometimes perceptions change. Like, wow, I thought that guy was going to be a gigantic douche. And it turned out to be pretty cool. So that's, no, you're a that's, normal uh, fucking dad. You're a humble cat. You've been through a lot of shit. You grinded. You stayed yourself. And fucking whatever people think are lame. What, what I always say, what, what was their band called? A lot of people want to judge and, and say things, but what have they really done? Like you fucking grinded from day one and and you worked hard to be where you're at. So that's that's the reality, you know? You're right, dude. We were kind of talking about it. At, at my age, at 52, to be, do something you love to do for a living, man. Yeah. You know, you know, call me a douche, man. Ouch. You know, let me, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I, it, it, it you know what I'm saying? What yeah. else you got? So it's all good. And, and there's a bunch of, there's enough like-minded folks out there and people that know that, that, that get it, you know, and yeah. that, that's, that's all I need, man. You know what I mean? So For sure. it's, all, it's all love, dude. All right, brother. I'm going to hit you up soon, man. Great. Thank you once all again, right, Toby. Man. All right, brother. Be good, my brother. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Hey guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review. Uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast please do that and whatever platform you are listening to this on i'm glad you found me you can rate me and review me on there also so thank you guys sincerely for the support i cannot wait for you guys to the next one